Retirement Tips Radio is brought to you by Business Radio X, the voice of business in your community. Currently serving over 25 markets, the Business Radio X network is growing fast. We're teaming up with retired execs and established entrepreneurs to support and celebrate local business leaders. If you'd like to make additional income while making a difference, discover more at brxteam.com. Now, here's your host. Lee Cantor here, another episode of Retirement Tips Radio, and this is going to be a good one. Today we have with us Renee Cohen with Northwestern Mutual. Welcome, Renee. Thank you, Lee. Nice to meet you. Well, before we get too far into things, tell us about your work at Northwestern Mutual. How are you serving, folks? Yeah, I have uh, been with the firm for a, a few years, quite a while now, but um, you know, underneath the Northwestern Mutual umbrella, it really is as a financial planner, it is, uh, you know, I, I really serve people um, nationally. I'm here based in Los Angeles, but I, I serve people nationally and um, really, again, you know, really help people have a healthy mindset around their money in accumulating their dollars, but also regardless of where they are on their financial journey is to have the retirement distribution strategy in place. So making sure that they're setting themselves up for success earlier on in their years. So when they get uh, further down their financial journey in their life, that they are, um, you know, they have options and flexibility. Because that's something that people may not think about. Uh, they might spend a lot of their energy in accumulating wealth and accumulating, accumulating, but at some point they have to take the money out. Um, what are some strategies around that uh, distribution regarding, uh, you know, creating that uh, cash flow for them to live the life they want? Yeah, I mean, I think it's important. I think to your point, uh, I think a lot of times we are conditioned to just think about wealth accumulation, and that and that may mean something different to all of us. Or, you know, depending on um, our lifestyle, where we live, what our family structure is, um, but very rarely do we think about, oh, I actually have to live off of these dollars. So there has to be a a, um, a strategy in place to distribute those dollars. And um, so I really help people think about and think about just putting their money into different buckets and to think about it in different sections. And what I mean by that is um, you have, there's going to be some maybe fixed income sources and that's the social security pensions. If anyone you know happens to work for a company these days that still offer a pension, you know social security, which is always a, you know a hot topic around. Really, is it going to you know how much am I really going to get? Um, but looking at those fixed income sources, and then to really bucket their dollars into what are their variable sources of income, and that's really what you can cultivate on your own, and 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 where you can save dollars throughout your wealth accumulation um, years. Um, I think it takes a lot more skill to distribute your dollars than actually accumulating dollars. Because I think when we are working, even if we're in our 20s and we think that, oh, retirement is so far off and you know, it feels like lifetime away, um, and then as we're marching on through the decades and maybe we have a little bit more clarity and awareness around it, um, we still have, I think people really still have that inherent thought, well, I'm going to continue to work. I'm still making money. So there's a little bit of a, a comfort or a safety net in, in, you know, from a, from a um, 
just from a mindset perspective, it's really when people are knocking on, you know, knocking on the door of their 50s and 60s and beyond where they're like, okay, this is something that I really have to think about. Um, so it really is how have you accumulated your dollars and what kind of diversification do you have or have you thought about? So um, I think one thing that a lot of people uh, we've also been conditioned to think about is, you know, if you're working in the corporate setting, it's like, oh, I have a 401k. Yeah, I'm saving for retirement and uh, and I'm, I'm maybe checking off the box there. But a lot of people don't realize maybe we've heard it along the way at some point but maybe it hasn't really fully registered is that you know dollars in your 401k are 100% taxed at ordinary income tax rates and we certainly don't know what our tax rates are going to be in uh in the future so if you want to think about or or feel more comfortable or you know most people are going to say, you know, when I ask the question, do you want to pay taxes now or later? They're going to want to pay taxes now just because of the unknown around tax rates. Um, we're living in a moment where, um, you know, we've seen these stimulus packages, uh, you know, because of, of coronavirus and rightfully so we needed to really kind of help stimulate the economy and help people in this situation, but we are going to have to pay for that at some point. So you don't want all of your dollars in, in taxable, you know, to be taxed. And I think when I phrase the question to people, um, do you want uncle Sam to be your partner in retirement? Um, when I usually phrase that question to people, that's when they kind of realize like, wait, I don't want uncle Sam to be my primary partner in, in retirement. So it really is about diversification and having a combination of different buckets of money. Some that are taxable, you know, the 401k dollars, it doesn't mean that they're bad. It just means that you don't want that to be the only key on the piano that you're playing and your only nest egg. You want to have some dollars that are not going to be taxable to you in distribution as well. And I think this is what makes it hard for the lay person out there uh, and why it is so important to, to work with somebody to kind of be a Sherpa through this, because there's so many unknowns, like you don't know how long you're going to live. You don't know how, if you're going to be healthy for what period of that time. Um, you know, at the, back in the day, you they thought 65 was the number that people were kind of winding down. Now that number is kind of thrown out the window. Back in the day, there used to be interest rates that were much higher that you can rely on some more kind of safer, fixed um, kind of uh, financial yep. resources to help you through this. And now the stock market's, you know, going crazy and throwing off great returns. So it's it's hard to for a lay person to kind of manage all of these unknowns to come up with some sort of a strategy that makes sense. That's why I would imagine your business is doing well in terms of people need help to do this and they they've realized it's too complex. Certainly. And I think, um, you know, the, situ the, the situation and the economic environment that we're living in has highlighted for a lot of people, um, especially for people that are closer to retirement, that they do need help. I think, you know, the last 11 years when we have been in the bull market, um, I don't want to say people got complacent, but I think it's very easy to intellectually know that the stock market is going to have its ups and downs. But I don't know if we, you know, really felt that um, 
you know, we certainly had bumps along the, along the way the last 11 years, but it really wasn't until obviously March of 2020 when we had this unexpected, unforeseen event where it really, um, it made it, it, many people pause and think about it and, and what their strategy is. And if you're close or in retirement, um, how do I how do I have safe dollars? What can I do to protect myself? That if, in, if I'm close to retirement or in, um, in retirement, there's going to be another market unexpected market moving event. What do I do to make sure that I'm prepared for that? Um, and so, in these last few months, for that particular you know market of people, it really is where are they at right now? What are their resources? What are their assets that they have currently on their balance sheet? And um, do we have to think about things in a different way? Do we shift based on maybe where they're at in their career journey? Are they winding down or close to winding down? Or is their income at the level of, you know, at the, at the level at their, are they past their peak and, and their income is a little bit lower right now? So does it make sense to start shifting some of those, um, you know, either I, traditional IRA dollars or 401k dollars into, you know, a Roth IRA or a Roth 401k, just so we have some time to build some tax-free dollars um, you know, looking at their investment accounts, if they have those investment accounts and seeing what makes sense to either reallocate, um, you know, their allocation and making sure that um, they are aligned uh, with the right, the, the right risk portfolio. Um, so, so, you know, in the last few months, it really is to make sure that um, people have a strategy in place and that each of their assets on their balance sheet don't just sit in a silo and that they are have they have a comprehensive strategy and everyone is going to be different i mean there's obviously overall arching um, strategies and things that you can do to help people but everyone's situation is so unique so um you know there obviously is no cookie cutter way to do things for people Right. And it's one of those things where you have to, this isn't a set it and forget it. You know, when I was, you know, 60, I put it, I put my plan in place. So I haven't looked at it since. This is something you got to revisit because you could have kind of a core strategy, but you have to make tweaks along the way. There's just too much change occurring. Absolutely. And I think it's always, uh, it's, it's important to looking at your plan and revisiting what your goals are, have, have, have your lifestyle, you know, changes, uh, change or, you know, some family issues. And so I always like, especially in retirement, I think it's important to just to look at your plan and to see, are you on track? Is it still aligned with what your goals are and the income in your lifestyle that you need? Um, you know, at least every six months. And then, you know, in a situation like we're living in now, when, you know, March 2020, if you were, you know, if we were having this conversation in, in January of 2020, we said, okay, well, we've put a good, you know, plan in place, let's revisit this and just, you know, see if we need to make any tweaks in June of 2020. Certainly, uh, when we had this conversation in January, we wouldn't have expected March to have happened um, to the degree that, uh, you know, that the market obviously reacted. So, you know, in in a moment like that, then it's always important to any you know is to is to get on the phone and to revisit that plan and say, okay, should we stay the course or do we need to make any tweaks? And I think that as a as a financial planner is really what is the value of the partnership. It it's it's not only helping someone with the strategy, but it's also the behavioral coaching 
and around not making the rash decisions that most people make when it comes to their money that can negatively impact them because the fear is what sets in and we make we make short-term decisions around that fear. Now, do you find that your role is more holistic than even just the financial part? Well, the financial part may take up a lot of your conversation time. Are you getting to know like what is what does your client really want to accomplish? What legacy do they want to leave? What kind of impact do they want to make in the world? Is that some of the conversations you're having as well, or is it strictly about the the money? Oh, it's absolutely holistic. I mean, money is, um, you know, money is a tool that helps to serve someone's needs, goals, and allows them to have that flexibility and optionality in their life. And again, that means going to mean something different to every single person. But uh, my conversations and my relationships with uh, with people is it's, it's holistic. It money. It's very hard um, for money to just sit in the silo of like this is my financial life. Your financial life touches your personal life. It touches your your professional life, and I think the new generation of financial planners have to be holistic. It is very hard to. Um, you know, be just the the financial person and say, okay, well, let me get you some rates of return on your investment accounts and not really care about, or I don't, you know, maybe not to not maybe to re- retract the word care, but uh, to have those conversations as to how does that fit into someone's overall picture and what they're looking to accomplish. Um, to me, that's the most important piece and the strategic part of your financial life or what I can do in my and, and lend my expertise and for someone is to understand what's most important to them and then to marry that with the right financial vehicles and tools that can best serve them now for their midterm years and then certainly their long-term years um, well into their dis, you know retirement distribution years. I would imagine that some of your clients in their head, they're like, okay, I know the retirement's here and on this day I'll retire and I'll be at the playing golf or I'll be fishing, I'll be doing whatever. And then that comes and they realize that, you know, they need more. There's more to life than just relaxing. Do you yeah. help them kind of kind of work through those conversations? Because that might require reallocation of energy funds and, and resources. Yeah, absolutely. And I think a lot of times when people are you know, we're approaching retirement. Um, I think their mindset around it, and you can have some clarity as to what uh, your life may look like, maybe what are your fixed expenses at that point. But to your point, I mean, life is very, it's its not linear. So I think the vision um, and what the expectations that people have for their retirement life is usually different than when they're actually living their retirement life. I think the biggest thing, um, misconception is that, oh, when I'm in retirement, my tax rate will be lower. I'll be living off of less dollars. And that's being proven over and over again that that's just not the case. Um, one is our lifestyle is still, most people are going into retirement with the same lifestyle and, and, and having expenses that are a little bit more because now you do have the flexibility to travel, you, you know, more. You, um, you know, family, family situations are, um, you know, I find a lot with my retirees is that they're still either supporting children in some capacity, even if they're adult children, um, you know, they want to help fund either, 
you know, helping towards a down payment for, for their child's first home or helping to fund grandchildren's, you know, education. So there are a lot of different factors. And so I always have the conversation as to what do, what, what do we know our fixed expenses are going to be? And then help to, you know, inflate that to some degree so we can give them that flexibility. And certainly once you're in retirement or even closer to retirement or living in your retirement life, it's the, it is the tweaking because your vision is going to change and, um, and your lifestyle is going to change. And, you know, the worst thing is that, yeah, you are living, you happen to be living off of less dollars. Um, and so you may not need as much as we forecasted, right? That, that is the, that could be the, the best case scenario, but the worst case scenario is that you're like, oh yeah, I'll be, I don't need this. And this is what we'll be living. And this is what we will need. And then you feel restrictive in, in retirement. So it's really important to have those conversations. And, you know, I like to help people visualize what is, what, what do you want for life? Regardless of the money, how do you see yourself living retirement without the restrictions of, you know, paying, paying for, you know, your fixed expenses, any discretionary expenses, what do you want from life? And then really be able to have a, you know, fine tune that and a realistic, um, you know, plan for that. Now in your practice, do you have a sweet spot in, in terms of who you serve? Yeah, I think my sweet spot is people that are in their peak earning years. So typically, you know, as they're entering their forties, really through their, um, through their sixties. Um, I don't work with a lot of people that are over 75. Um, but a lot of people that are, um, living in their retirement are, are actually some of my clients, uh, parents that I think, you know, earlier on in their years, they may have had maybe an investment manager that, um, you know, they had some, you know, portfolios and they had a stockbroker that was helping them pick, pick some, you know, investments, but they didn't really have a strategy. And so now that they're living in their retirement life, you know, having a strategy is, is important. So, I really like helping people that are, you know, in the peak earning years because I think that they have more awareness. They around, okay, this is, you know, I'm reaching that pinnacle. I'm probably, I pro, at that point, they probably have a lot of competing financial priorities, you know, home costs, you know, school education for the kids, uh, you know, just lifestyle and all those things. Um, but they have that um, desire and awareness that um, they they need to have a strategy in place, and so I really love seeing that that coming, you know, the full circle of that, and then really helping again people in close or in retirement is to be able to, you know, strategize with them as to where their life is, where do they want their life to be, and to tweak really what they have on their balance sheet to. Um, either help them be more, you know, at this point, it's, it's really helping them be more tax efficient. Because um, I really see a lot of times people, the bulk of their assets on their balance sheet at that point are in traditional IRAs, 401ks. Um, and they don't realize one, you know, the required minimum distributions that they'll need to take if they, you know, are turning 72 this year. But um you know, prior to the Secure Act last year, you know, you had to start taking requirement of distributions at 70 and a half. But, you know, it's just being able to really be tax efficient and really hedge yourself against, uh, you know, the market volatility. So I think um, 
it's in, intellectually we know it, but sometimes we don't always appreciate it. But as the decades march on, we have uh, an increasing appreciation for safe dollars. Now, uh, if you were to give a piece of advice of somebody that's approaching retirement, uh, would it be to focus on some of this, um, like be be mindful of the tax ramifications, or is it to kind of diversify and have these different buckets? I think it's a combination of both. I mean, I think tax efficiencies at this point is going to be your best bet because it's um, it is painful to write a large check to Uncle Sam, you know, in your retirement when you don't, uh, you know, when that is what you're living off of. So, um, tax diversification is utmost important, and and that is looking at your assets and looking at you know the traditional IRAs and starting to shift dollars into what's called a Roth conversion. You know, start to convert those some of those dollars. Really look at um, your investment portfolios and see what are what what allocations and how you can shift and reposition some dollars into safer dollars. Um, but the tax efficiencies is most important, and I think within that is tax uh, tax diversification is most important. And I think within that, then it's having the different buckets around um, you know diversification around where to you know the the buckets of money and where they are, your fixed income sources. Yes, we may get some social security and that's nice to have, um, you know, maybe it's the cherry on top. Do you get an, do you have any, did you work for a company that you have a pension? And if not, then, you know, here's a social security. What are other sources that we can, that we may have towards fixed income? And then, yeah, looking at your variable sources is really being tax efficient with them. Now, if somebody wanted to learn more, have a more substantive conversation with you or somebody on your team, what's the website or best coordinates? Yeah, um, the best way is to um, email me, and um, that is my first name, which is R-E-N-E-E, dot my last name, which is C-O-H-E-N, at N as in Nancy, M as in Mary, dot com. So that is Renee dot Cohen at N-M dot com. Um, or I always take phone calls, which is 310-402-3100. So whether that's a phone call or a text, like these days, you know, phones are completely attached to you. Well, Renee, thank you so much for sharing your story and congratulations on all your success. We appreciate how you're serving folks and helping them through this kind of transitional time. Well, thank you, Lee. I appreciate uh, having the conversation and appreciate the work that you are doing to bring this, uh, this these uh, conversations to light for people to help them. All right, this is Lee Cantor. We'll see you all next time on Retirement Tips Radio. Retirement Tips Radio is brought to you by Business Radio X, the voice of business in your community. Currently serving over 25 markets, the Business Radio X network is growing fast. We're teaming up with retired execs and established entrepreneurs to support and celebrate local business leaders. If you'd like to make additional income while making a difference, discover more at brxteam.com.